Welcome to the Zolotech Podcast. This is episode 13 for March 18th, 2009. The start of everything Apple. Hello again. This is Aaron with Zolotech. Uh, today is the first podcast in almost a month. It's just myself today. Uh, normally we have Alan Costa with us. We've changed the format of Zolotech.com to be everything Apple. We were really broadening out just doing too much that other people are already doing. We wanted to focus more on Apple news and product reviews. And uh, eventually... Probably a forum, a community forum of some sort. Uh, trying to do something a little bit different, but uh, that's that's in the works. So, since we last met, there's been a lot of different Apple things. You've probably, if you listen to Apple News, you've already heard most of them. So, um, we're just going to talk about the more recent things, meaning last week and this week. Uh, last week, Apple release the iPod Shuffle, the new iPod Shuffle. Now, I thought to myself, you know, I was really going to get one, do a review on it, that sort of thing. A lot of other sites were doing that. I mean, it's it's a pretty simple device, incredibly small. Uh, I I did, I was at Target, actually. Uh, the Apple Store is, is about 50 miles from me. Target's a lot closer, so um, I thought, you know, I'll see if they have it. They did. Uh, I was looking at it, thinking about it, and then I just, you know, I really am not going to use it. I have the last generation shuffle, which they still sell. So I really don't need it. I actually use it when I sleep. Uh, my wife's in bed. She doesn't like music uh, playing while she sleeps. I do. I put the earbuds in and go to sleep. Thing slides right under my pillow real nicely. It's real tiny. No problem there. So... It's real nice to use. I really don't have a need for that new one, other than the expanded memory. But I really don't need that much, so, that many songs anyway for the use that I'm doing. You know, using it for. I have an older iPod, an iPod Nano in the house, and an iPhone. I really don't have a need for, um, you know, the new shuffle. Although it does, it does interest me. If you've seen it taken apart, I posted some pictures from iFixit.com. And uh, there's some links, and they show, you know, disassembly of the entire thing. I mean, the, in, the the chip inside is smaller than a dime. It's lighter. It's about the size of a dime, a little bit smaller, a little bit longer. Weighs less than a sheet of paper. That's just the insides. The, uh, the thing is so small. I mean, it's almost... Without the lack of face, bu face buttons, it's gotten a little bit more complex. Now, I've, if you've had an iPhone, you you have the headphones with the little mic and click button on it. Works really well. Click it once to pause. Click it again to play. Double click it to go to the next track. Triple click it to go back a track. And it's pretty intuitive. It works well. You know, isn't a problem. Uh, and they just integrate, integrated the same thing into the new shuffle. Now there are more options on it as well, but those are the ones you use the most, or at least I find myself using the most. And then you have the volume controls on it as well. So, I mean, 
you know, really simple design. Some people are saying it's not intuitive. Some are. Uh, I think it works well. I find myself using the one on the iPhone quite a bit if I'm using those headphones. Uh, the other thing with that, though, is it almost doesn't look like an Apple product, in my opinion, um, because they've got the Apple logo, but it's on the clip. Now, the shuffle didn't have the Apple logo on it at all, but it had the similarity of a click wheel or the shuffle, you know, version of a click wheel, whatever you want to call that. You know, the pause button in the middle with the surrounding buttons around it looks very similar and very iPod-esque. But for me, to not see anything on the front, you know, maybe they should imprint a logo on the front of it instead of the clip. I don't know. Uh, that's just just a thought. I don't know. Uh, it, it may or may not work. Now, there were rumors of a chip being in that, that uh, the actual control to the shuffle. Now, there is a, trip, uh, a chip in there, come to find out. Mac Rumors posted. Uh, there is a chip in it, but... It's for licensing purposes. You can actually create your own without having it with its own code to use. Uh, Mac Rumors has all the links on it, but it, you know, at, at first people were concerned. You know, you have to license the product from Apple before you can even make your own headphones for the the shuffle, and um, that would certainly make them more money, but be a pain in the neck in the same at the same time. I think. Uh, I like the shuffle. I think the price point's a little bit too high for a shuffle. Um, I would think they'd do two models, you know, maybe a 2 and a 4 gig instead of a 1 and a 2 gig like before. Um, you know, $50 is perfect for the shuffle user because it's, it's in. It, to me, that's, that's a no-brainer. If the new shuffle was $50, I'd just run out and buy it. But when you add that extra $30 to it, then I have to think about it because then, you know, after tax, you're approaching $100. And uh, that's, you know, once you hit a hundred, you want to scream. You know, you want that extra nice niceness. I mean, you've you've got other things made by Sansa and those sort of you know those sort of devices that have a screen and they're in that same price range. Uh, you know, whether you like them or not is a whole different, you know, whole different um, discussion. You know, they're aesthetic, and you know, I personally don't like them. They seem to scratch really easy, but some others really like them. They have drag and drop and so on. The Nano, oh, this is the other thing. If you've watched any of the unboxings of the Nano, you open it up. It's got a little dock connector on the bottom. You know, normal. Well, normally you have a dock with the shuffle. The last generation shuffle came with a dock. Nice little value add for the $50, I thought. You know, makes it a little bit more, um, I don't know, none of the other iPods come with docks anymore. So... You know, they add that in there. Now, this new shuffle, you're paying more for it, although it does have more memory and it talks to you and that sort of thing. It doesn't come with a dock at all. It comes with a USB to one-eighth inch jack that plugs into it and does the, serves the same function but does not. Um, it's not a dock. And it's almost, if you have an iMac, you've got to reach around there and plug it in. It's kind of a pain because it's got about two or three inches off the end of a USB cable. For a, for a MacBook, not a problem. Or, you know, laptop, that sort of thing, or the front of a PC. But to reach around a MacBook um, is going to be a pain, I think, for some, unless, you have, unless you're plugging into a hub. So that's really it. Um, we'll move on from the shuffle. There was tons of speculation about, you know, what was going to be at yesterday's 
iPhone event. The iPhone 3.0 software was, was revealed. It's for developers only. You have to pay $99 for a single user license, or you can pay uh, $300 if you're going to do it on 500 or more users. Um, I debated it. I'm, I've been thinking about making an iPhone app, although I don't know how to program an Objective-C. In fact, I don't know how to program C at all, or many languages for that matter. Um, some web stuff, but not really some Java, that sort of thing. Nothing really, I guess, more intricate, like a, like a full SDK that they released. So there's some people I've read that have torrented it already. They've downloaded it, and sure enough, they can't install it. Because the iPhone, uh, if you have one, you plug it into iTunes, it shows up. You've got a, basically a serial number that it's assigned to it. You have to assign that to your account into the dev team part. If you're not in there, it won't allow the app to install. And uh, it won't work. So if you don't have all that set up, you know it's not worth your time. It's coming out in summer. There aren't any new apps for it. But a lot of requested features in there, and I don't know if that's because Steve Jobs isn't there, um, or they're scared of the Palm Pre. It seems more open than in the past, and I appreciate that, listening to the consumer. They did leave out one thing, no tethering, but uh, maybe they'll add that later. It does have peer-to-peer -peer ability, so if you're playing a game and someone's nearby, you can share files and stuff, uh, given you know if someone writes an app for you to do that. So it's hard to say exactly what will come of that. I'm really anxious to get a tethering app. I pay $30 a month for uh, my 3G connection, which I hardly use anywhere near uh, a gig bandwidth, really. I'm checking email on it for the most part. When I'm home, I'm on Wi-Fi or out you know, with a, uh, in, in your college campuses or hotspots. You're always on Wi-Fi, so I don't pay anything near what, what I, I, I use, I don't think. And I mean, I'm assuming they'd charge extra for tethering, but still, I want the ability to do that. Uh, you know, I think that's the one thing that I was looking for that they didn't have. However, everything else that they included in that SDK of iPhone 3.0 um, is really, really taking it to the next level. The stuff they're including in that is 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 really nice. If you've had a chance to watch the keynote... Um, if you're interested, definitely check that out. I provided a link on the front of Zolatech.com, um, but you can just go to the front page of Apple and they have it as well. So no new hardware announcements yesterday. Um, they've, you know, they've changed a lot of different things. So let me just go over some of the features quickly. Um, we don't, we're not limited on time, but wanted to just give you an overview of what's going to be available if you're not familiar. So. For content developers, so say you have an application and you have a new level that someone wants to sell you. Like, so you're, if you're used to the Xbox or PS3, Xbox 360, PS3, you know, you can buy extra content. So say you have a racing game and you want to buy more cars. Well, you can do that on the Xbox. On the iPhone, you'd have to buy a new game. So what they're doing is they're allowing an, within an application you to buy more content. Now, that's good for developers, but not always for consumers. It depends how it's implemented. And really depends on, you know, what it is and, and its value. And I think the market will, will, will determine that based on who buys what. So 
that's something new. Really doesn't apply so much to the consumer other than the user experience, which is very fluid and, and within the game now. The other really neat thing that I'd like to see what's really going to happen with this is they're finally allowing, this is the first time, if I, if I recall, that Apple's fully opening up the actual dock connector port on the bottom of the iPhone iPod Touch. What that means is they're also allowing Bluetooth, but we'll get to that after. So what that means is, say you have a Bose stereo, or, or I reviewed the Zeppelin. We'll take that for example. You plug your iPhone or iPod Touch into that Zeppelin, and instead of just being able to play music, the Zeppelin gives feedback and opens up a screen with an equalizer on it, giving you more options for that. You could never do that before. You couldn't really send data back and forth over that dock connector. You could pull data. You could send a few commands, controls, but you could never really pull data and display it and control it via the iPhone. Just wasn't allowed. Simple, but should, you know, was locked down like most Apple products in that sense. So that's going to be available. And one of the examples they gave was, was an equalizer. They also gave the example of using Bluetooth connection connectivity to send data to uh, a diabetic monitor, a, di or a glucose monitor for diabetes. Uh, the other thing they showed that would be interesting is you plug a blood, blood pressure cuff into the bottom of it, take the blood pressure. That could send data over the network. Hospitals all have data networks in them now uh, for the most part, and it would send information to their computers. So you could do all sorts of things, and that's really interesting. In fact, they announced they're going to have 1,000 APIs. And if you're not familiar with what an API is, an API allows you to um, access features within a set program. So say you have Bluetooth, for example. They open that up with an interface th via the API that allows you to have certain access to those features. So um, that's great. They're actually opening it up, listening to the consumer, listening to the developer, in really making the iPhone something that, personally, I never thought it would be. I never thought they would open it up to the point that they're they're doing in this 3.0 software. They're also allowing turn-by-turn -turn on the iPhone now. So, you know, I'm not sure how much the program will cost. The only thing they can't do is use Google's Maps, whoever makes the turn-by-turn. -turn. The, the thing was, is before the iPhone 3G came out, um, I believe it's before they came out, TomTom Tom, that makes many GPS, I have a TomTom Tom at home, um, really nice GPS, they already said they made an app for the iPhone. But the iPhone wouldn't, or uh, Apple would not allow it to be approved because they didn't approve turn by turn. <clears throat> so I'm assuming that has to do with a couple things, uh, GPS signal, battery strength, and processor power. I'm assuming with this new iPhone 3.0 they've really optimized the system. I hope so because it's sort of laggy in a lot of areas. Uh, if you have one you know that already but as you add apps and use more memory it really slows down. So that's that's some interesting stuff. They're also doing now this they talked about for quite a long time um, a long while ago rather is push. Now not push email um Push, they're, they're, they're fixing push to applications. 
So what this means is instead of allowing a background process to run, so say you have instant messenger on there, AOL or what you know, whatever you, you prefer, you have AIM on there. Well, AIM is running, you know, you want to get your instant messages, someone's sending you a message. Well, if you leave that and want to listen to your iPod, that's no longer running. So what they're going to allow you to do is on the back end for developers, they're allowing them to push that information into the app. Not to run the app, but to notify you that the app has received something. So, you know, when you have, say you have 10 emails waiting in your mailbox, it'll show a little 10 with a circle around it. It'll be red with a white lettering and a white circle around it, and it'll tell you you have 10 emails. Well, they've done the same for the iPhone for different apps. You can use that in any app. So if you have, say, Bob, I am Juan, AIM, you can take that instant message, you know, it'll push it to AIM, let you know, hey, you have a call, or a call, a uh, instant message, you know, and then you can go in and, and look at it. That way you can con continue doing whatever you want on your iPhone or iPod Touch and continue to get the data you want. <clears throat> and they showed other examples of this, but that was really nice to see them do that again. Um... And, and, you know, there are claims it preserves battery life. I think it has to do with some processor power, too. But, but um, you know, that certainly will be a nice feature. Another thing, they were showing, you know, more plugins for for uh, for game creators. They now have access to the video and movie iPod playlist. So say you're playing um, a racing game and you want your own soundtrack, you can do that. They showed an example of The Sims um, that they made on the iPhone and um, playing right off the iPod. Now this is the this is a huge one. People have wanted this for so long, and Apple has not delivered. They haven't said much about it. Said it was difficult. That was it. And I'm talking about the cut and paste. It goes across applications. It works real simply. Um, what you do is you actually double tap the screen so you double tap uh, a word it will highlight and you can drag a box make it bigger or smaller um, and then hit paste or cut or, or cut or copy you go to the next application double tap like in your email double tap where you want it gives you the option you hit paste and there you go real simple but something we haven't had and certainly will help a lot of people send me links or something in an email or I'm sorry, not in an email, like in an SMS, um, people will say, hey, check this out, but not send me a link, or um, send me, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. I just want to copy and paste and search for something, something simple without having to retype. Um, and, and they've also, to make typing easier, allowed landscape in all their applications, landscape typing mode. Uh, the other thing... So, uh, there's a couple other. I mean, they've they've added a lot. I'm only, they say a hundred. You know, who knows what that really is until it comes out and they give us a list and that sort of thing. You know, it could be font colors for all we know. You know, um, that's that's typical Apple in the past. Spotlight comes to the three to the iPhone 3.0 software. Um, for those who don't know, Spotlight allows you to search throughout the Mac, search for a keyword, even in a document, it will look. They're doing the same thing to allow you to find things on your home screen. They've changed the home screen. Allows you to find things more easily within the iPhone. So I've had eight eight pages. I, I reorganize my apps all the time. 
and uh, I've had eight pages or so, and it just seems to make it sluggish. I can't find things, um, so I'll delete them and re, you know change it up a little bit. But what they've done is add spotlight, so now I can search for, um, you know, whatever game, Hell's Kitchen or or Brothers in Arms, you know, one of those. I can just type a few letters; it'll find it for me, and uh, it'll search within emails and everything else. So that is a really nice feature that they're adding in. Like I said, they're adding a whole lot of different things. And uh, I'm anxious to play around with that. And I almost I almost paid the money. I'm real, Like I said, I'm thinking of making my own iPhone app. But I think I'm going to hold off a little bit. Learn a little bit more about the uh, SDK stuff and uh, go from there. So there's a lot of other features. They mentioned some more stuff. Go in a little bit more detail, show you how things are used. So if you want to check that out and you haven't already... The uh, presentation's on the Apple site, or there's a link on the front page of Zolotech for it. So, like I said before with the site, we've revamped it uh, a little bit. Wanted to make it more focused, more niche, and I think the best thing is, is the majority of my readers, you guys, um, use Firefox and Safari, and the majority of you use OS X. Some Linux, some Windows, but the majority is OS X. So, you know, and I get the most hits on stories, you know, the most the most page views on Apple stories. That's just the way it is. You know, I, I actually like writing about that stuff. I enjoy it, and um, that's why I do. I know there's a lot of other news we could cover, but it's too hard to do that much stuff. You know, along with reviews and all that other, th- all those other things. So, you know, I really don't have many or, or much more to say other than I'm looking forward to maybe a new iPhone coming out. Uh, there were rumors of a case. It's hard to say. I would love to see one though, but um, hard to say if we're going to get one this year or what. But supposedly, originally there was a rumor of an iPhone, or I'm sorry, an Apple event at the end of this month. Or not the end, next week, the 24th. I don't know if that's the same as... uh, I'm assuming that's the same as the one that was yesterday. But if not, that'd be great. I'd love to see a new iPhone or or something else. As I I always like to see new Apple hardware. So that's it for today. Um, You know, drop by. Please feel free to leave me a comment. Send me an email. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Get some feedback. And um, we'll see you next time.